The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in the Best Ball Mania 2 contest for a chance to win a million dollars. That's right, a million dollars, but only at UnderdogFantasy.com. And finally, while you're out there downloading some apps, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. You get all our picks, podcasts, news right in the palm of your hand. That's the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Howdy-ho, DeGenerinos. And welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And yes, I am back, suckers. Family emergency over, and Jeff Fox is back in your ear holes. I was thinking about not coming back because uh, Gumby and his um, last-minute co-host did such a great job last podcast, but I figured they, there wasn't enough botches. There wasn't any botches on, on the ads especially. There wasn't enough mispronunciations. Um, there wasn't enough off-topic ramblings and meanderings so i figure i better come back and, and bring you people exactly what you want uh in your ear holes so this will be episode 63 and i'm dedicating it to even though he told me not to i'm dedicating it to my uh, arch nemesis and the biggest critic of this podcast who's just got out of the hospital and recovering but he thought it would be stupid if i dedicated it to him but i did anyhow so take that kid and welcome uh this is a special special episode before i introduce my associate co-host uh hope he's not listening because this is a very special birthday bash edition birthday blow up bash i think i'm going to call it because our dear gumby Reeland, his birthday is today wednesday august the 11th so um he doesn't know this but there's a big surprise party at his house tomorrow for him or not tomorrow <laughs> today his birthday uh i'm going to put his address in the uh in the um description of this episode so i, I want everyone, everyone to show up Oh, I hope he's not listening. Someone's laughing. I hope it's not him. So everyone, uh, the address will be in the in the uh, description. Everyone, make sure you show up tomorrow night. Uh, free free booze, free uh, free food. It'll be a, a super awesome bash. And if you can't show up, then at the very least, reach out to him on Twitter at Gumby Reeland. Um, so yes, my co-host Daniel Gumby Reeland. Happy birthday, Mr. Reeland. I was gonna sing, but I think I'm gonna skip that for our our listeners' uh, ears. So. How does it feel to be an old man, Mr. Reeland? It feels pretty old. I also, I feel like I have to clarify, as you say, like, large birthday party, and I'm back here laughing. Uh, for, for listeners, I'm I'm pretty close to feeling the same way about my birthday as Ron Swanson uh, from the TV show Parks and Rec. I would rather nobody acknowledge that it happens, uh, and not necessarily because uh, I don't like me, it's mostly that I don't like most people. So, uh, <laughs> a large he definitely birthday. likes himself. Definitely I, likes himself. I, yeah, I, I'm all right with me. Uh, in in celebrating my birthday in a small 
small kind of way. But yeah, maybe talking about obscure ass fights. How about that? Yes, that's what this episode's about. So hopefully, oh, you you heard uh, that means the cat's out of the bag. You heard what I said at the starting. You're not supposed to listen when I. Well, I'm going to give everyone your address anyhow. Um, <laughs> so, so everyone within the vicinity, I'm sure there's hundreds of people that listen. I, I think when I've looked at our uh, geography, I think I've seen a bunch of people in your area. So it shouldn't be a problem. They should be able to find you out in the boonies, and it's going to be a good old bash. And uh, I, I don't understand your Parks and Rec um, reference because I only watch wrestling. So from 1986, <laughs> I clarify that 1986 wrestling or Japanese wrestling. So I really, I don't know what Parks and Rec is, even though I've, heard enough good things about it that I probably should watch it at some point, but I, I don't know your reference as of this point. I find it pretty funny. I, th- I And I don't like very many TV shows. I've, like, watched, you know, like, for those people out there who have, like, 10 TV shows or 20 TV shows, they made it all the way through. I've made it through, I think I'm at three. There have been three shows I've ever watched all the way through, and that's one of them. So, wow. Uh, yeah, consider this, like, a, a pretty decent recommendation then. That is, I guess you grew up with no. I think we talked about your. Oh yeah, I didn't have cable. I didn't have cable as a kid. Yeah, so. Oh, you you had at least at least you had TV, right? Yeah, I had TV, but it was like four channels, and you had to like turn the antenna if you wanted to get them all to come in clear. Um, depending on those days. Yeah, depending on where those were. You're young though. You should you should remember those days. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, but I I lived at a different time, so. And then I didn't have internet until I was uh, a sophomore in high school uh, at all, so which obviously made writing papers a little bit harder and and whatnot. So yeah, I I, uh, I I didn't have a lot of TV as a kid, and then when I grew up, it was just like you know not a thing that you get into when you're an adult. So um, and the amount of MMA you watch, I think that pretty much accounts for all your time. Yeah, and, we've been through this in past and, episodes. And before that, it was I did watch an insane amount of sports. Um, yeah. and not that you know, even before I was super into MMA, like you know, two or three baseball games a day if I could fit them in. You know, football for all of Sunday. I'm a little bit less of a football guy now, but college football on like wacky days of the week for like division. They used to call it one double A for those of you guys who know the bull subdivision and uh, championship series uh, football. They used to call it one double A back in the day. Um, so yeah, I used to watch a lot of different stuff like that, but now I just watch crappy regional MMA. <laughs> there you go. See, you're sounding like a very old, uh, this birthday is really, I think hitting your heart. It's not really a milestone. <laughs> one. I, I, I won't let everyone know how old you really are, but like, it seems to you're talking like an old guy now. Uh, <laughs> back in your day, you didn't watch TV, you didn't have cable, you didn't have the internet. Yeah, um, and now you're talking about. Um, whoop, uh, now you're complaining about this, complaining about that, and before we went on air, you're telling me about all your all your elements. So yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, you're really you're gonna be yelling at clouds next, and then you'll, it'll be fully there. Old man yells at clouds. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was just gonna say as long as I get the headline right, there's a good symptom exactly. reference. <laughs> There you go. There's our simference. And there's your mispronunciation. See, this is what you guys missed last episode. It was a slick, very entertaining episode with you and Lucas, but you didn't have mispronunciations. You didn't have, what, 10 minutes of mindless talk that we just had? You didn't have someone say whatever I just – simference. I just tried to um, – I, I tried not to butcher Italy because I felt like if I did that, I, it was a successful episode. 
I was going to say that. I think uh, we're we're picking up where we, where I left off was where I forgot how to say Italy, which is great. So uh, I'm going to do an ad read now, and we'll see if I if I can say these <laughs> words. It's mostly states down in the U.S. I think they can do these. It's from Winbet, our friends at Winbet, ready to win money and boost your odds. Winbet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Here's a hint: Dan doesn't live in any of those states and come to his party. So. <laughs> We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now on WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $500 sports bet. Download BetWin. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. How mad would you be if I did dox you and put your address? Will that be the end of the friendship and the podcast probably? That'd be quite a bummer, although I'm not sure there's any <laughs> of the DJs in, like, the Slack or anything like that who are <laughs> who are going to show up. About, like, what are you going to do once you're here? Like, <laughs> exactly. Unless you're, like, really bummed out about my betting advice. And I will say I yeah. did beat you by $500 last uh, week. So, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, family emergency cropped up perfect time where I didn't have to uh, bite the bullet. I said it all right. I was 7-6, to six, which is mediocre, as, as we uh, as we um, promised everyone. But, yeah, Dan, kill me with the money. And that was a hard episode to listen to. I was gritting my teeth, like, oh, he's dumping all over me, rightfully so. But I... Can't come up. I can't come back at you. I can't come back I, with any witty comments or insults or, you know, I've just got to sit here and take it. I did did completely forget to dump on you at the beginning, though. Like, we, we were True, going. You, you made sure you went, oh, wait a minute. I forgot. Yeah, we <laughs> were going. last two fights. We Jeff were going got through wrong. Those fights, and I forgot to brag that I hit Tisha Torres over Angela Hill and Sonya Dong over Casey Kenny. Back to back. And when it's I was, all about. When I was watching Dan, those results, too, and those two came up right in a row, I was like, Perfect. Now we're Dan good. is all, always riding on your dong. It's always your dong, your <laughs> dong, your dong with you. See stuff like that. I, I guess Lucas slipped in a your dong joke, so that wasn't totally <laughs> it, the juvenile jokes weren't totally missing from last episode. Um, all right, yeah. So there's no UFC this week. So like Dan said, it can be an up. It's not really obscure. Basically, every other big league other than the UFC is is running uh, this weekend. So we do have some stuff to talk about. But Dan. No, this isn't a joke. Excuse me. Usually I'm, you know, joking around and stuff. But Dan actually did request to talk about something uh, on this episode. A, a stupid topic. And I'm not just like, you know, like I usually say these things and he starts laughing, not knowing what I'm talking about. But he really did request to talk about the Ultimate Fighter. So I guess everyone can tune out and then tune back in when Dan's done talking about the Ultimate Fighter. But uh, you, we're down to what? The semifinals, I think you said? Final so, four. So there's there's two guys already punched their ticket to the finals. Uh, and well, this is two different weight classes, right? Yeah, two different weight classes. Okay. So it's middleweight yeah, and bim. Yeah, well, that's okay. You don't watch the Ultimate Fighter. But I will say this that I've liked about the Ultimate Fighter this year. They've done a really good job of, like, not worrying about putting guys in the, the Ultimate Fighter house that won't cause drama. You know, like, I feel like in past years they were like, who, which one of these guys at tryouts looks like they'll get drunk? And Junie then, Browning. Put right, Junie in. Put Junie <laughs> Browning in. Put Julian <laughs> Lane in. You know, like, anybody like that, like, free pass, automatically in, doesn't matter your record. And this year, it's just, like, a lot of dads showing pictures of the, being dads to other guys and, like, talking about their wife being pregnant. And, like, 
Just like cute moments of guy, like one guy beat the hell out of another guy in a fight, and they like ate That's pizza cute. together right afterwards. It was awesome. Yeah, it's been like really nice. So, uh, and, <laughs> and of course, highlighted by like the two guys who at this point in time, and, and by the time this is hitting your ears, a third one will have made the finals. But Ricky Tercios and Brian Battle are two of the ones in the finals, and one goes by the nickname Pooh Bear, uh, which is it's great. P O O or P O O H because it means different things. They do, those those would be very different. Which one would you like better? P O O, obviously. I'm juvenile, so if if he was a bear made of poo, then obviously I would like that one better. Yeah, no, he's not. It's it's with an H, sadly. Winnie the Pooh. Okay, fine. So what's the other one? Sorry, Brian Pooh Bear battle, and then Ricky Terzios. I don't believe he has a nickname but he is just like a like a super zen dude and he's like very very chill and like loves everybody and is like oh he's been a lot of fun to watch too so uh and he was actually on the first ever contender series i think he was the first fight ever on any contender series ever um or close to it and he lost way back then and has now come back and is going to get his shot in the ufc now because he's in the finals but, like, I think the fights have been really good. Like, usually people dog on, like, the skill level. You know, like, the the season one Espino one, everybody kind of crapped on the heavyweights that were in that one. And and there was it was a featherweight season for women, and, and just about everybody from that season moved down to bantamweight afterwards. This one is, seems to got some real talent. That Brian Battle guy is, uh, he beat a dude who I was really high on, and Andre Petrosky. He seems to be making, like, huge gains working with uh, Volkanovski and his team. Mostly, I think, the jujitsu of, like, Craig Jones being taught to a whole bunch of guys on Team Volkanovski is, like, real dangerous because, you know, you learn from Craig Jones nonstop for a few weeks, and it uh, it shows off. So, yeah, he picked up a, a fun modified guillotine submission in the finals, and the other dude's semifinals was wicked good. So, if you are hearing this and you haven't watched the season, uh, that, that this will probably conclude my, my point, but go back and watch it. It was actually pretty good. You just said wicked good, which is totally tipping <laughs> where I am, where you live. <laughs> yeah, I may not have to put your address out because Dan's going to give it away himself. It's wicked good, guy. If wicked. If it's wicked uh, good and the accent isn't thick, you you probably <laughs> have a perfect idea of how far I live away from that place. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we've actually gone through where you live. But anyhow, so is um, all right. So what weight do we have? A final set, or we just have one half of each final set? One half of each final. So Brian Battle's okay. one of the middleweights. He's going to fight either Gilbert Urbina or Treshawn Gore, and they're both pretty fun. And by the time you guys are hearing this, we will already have the winner of Vince Murdoch and Brady Highstand. Uh, Who's going to win? I actually think Vince Murdoch, he was a uh, – and this is another interesting story. Again, no, I know that name. Tons of Right, tons of interesting names. Right? Vince Murdoch was scheduled to make his UFC debut – got pulled from a fight card and had to have brain surgery following it. Uh, and then the UFC didn't keep him on, I don't think, or when they, he finally was able to fight again, he, like, wanted more fights before he went back to the UFC to make sure he was okay and everything like that. They got him into the Ultimate Fighter. He won his first fight. looked really good. Um, so he's got kind of, like, a fun comeback story. And then Brady Highstand is like this he's only like 22 or 23 years old but he's like Michael Chiesa's protege so um he's like really fun to watch especially when grappling so yeah that that one should be a good one but i think Vince Murdoch being like the more talented veteran should probably you know piece him up on the feet and stay away from the wrestling if i was fighting him i would aim for his brain 
with all my punches. That's, that's obviously that, that's his weak spot, right? <laughs> that seems to be his weak spot. Although he took quite a few punches to the brain last fight, so really, uh, no, see, it seems like seems like he can he can take it now, which is good. Good. All right. Um, last question. Uh, unless you have more to say about it, is there what, what talent level are we talking? Is it are you able to? discern how good these guys are going to be down the road? Are we talking like future uh, champions or title challenges? Are we talking like solid pros or are we going to be talking about like flaming out? What, what do you think? Is so, there any, so really, first, many ones really good? At first I thought all the middleweights largely would want, with the exception of the guy who I thought was going to win it, which was Andre Petrosky and he, he's not going to win it anymore because he got beat. Um, I, I thought all of them were mostly just going to wash right out. Um, and, then this Brian Battle guy who just beat him seems to be putting together like a lot of skills. He's only five and one, and he's kind of younger. So I'm thinking like he, he he trains at like a very small gym in in North Carolina. I'm thinking like the high level training with like super good coaches is finally starting to pay off, and like maybe you know he'll realize that and go to Sanford MMA. But like we're still talking about a guy who like I think the ceiling is like the edge of the top fifteen. Um, okay. And they've also made it pretty clear uh, in the finale, it, not everybody is getting a fight, and it seems like only the people in the finals are getting a fight. Because they booked them on that fight card for um, the one that at the end of the month, that's Edson Barboza versus Giga Chikadze, and it's already got like 13 fights on it without the Ultimate Fighter ones. Okay. So I got to imagine yeah, every right. anybody who lost is not in. So... Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, they'll probably wind up on the Contender Series because that's how they'll do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think maybe the, the ceiling is like, and that's the ceiling, right? Like top of the, the, or the bottom of the top 15. The Bantamweights are much higher on though. Um, both because some of them are a little younger. I think this Tercios guy could wind up, you know, in the top 10 in the long run in his career. You know, I think he trains at Alpha Male, so he's got like good coaches and all that stuff. This Vince Murdoch guy seems to be really good. Brady Highscan, like I said, is in his low under 20s. So, like, if he won, he'd be really good. One of the guys who got beat in the first fight of the show, his name's Mitch Raposo. He comes from the Northeast, so I'm a sucker for him, too. But he's only, like, 21 or 22. So, like, I think there's a lot of talent at Bantamweight. It would, again, we're, we're talking ceiling, so I'm not saying, you know, like, this guy is 100% going to be a champion. But I'm saying, like, it would not surprise me if one or two of these guys wound up in the top ten in the long run with just, like, the right coaches and the right breaks and stuff like that. But I would be shocked if any of these these middleweights wound up that high. Okay. And uh, one of our famous asides, you mentioned Barboza Chikese. Wasn't that one of the fights that we or you had mentioned would be a good one? Yeah, I, I said they'd be foolish if they didn't make it. And not only did they make it, but they made it five rounds. So, uh can't wait for that at the end of August. That's right. only two fight cards away, man. That's um yeah, because we got Kamenier Gastelum next week, uh, which we'll be breaking down Wednesday. So make sure you tune in. Uh, and then uh, it's Chikante versus Edson Barboza and the Ultimate Fighter finale. Yep, there you go, there you go. But we're not talking about any of that top notch stuff this week. We're talking about the non UFC um, non UFC events that are happening this week, which actually. We have info on. Well, Dan has info on. I have questions. Dan has info. <laughs> uh, before all that, prop swap. Let me tell you, prop swap. We're brought to you by Prop Swap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off, and Prop Swap is here to make this your best season ever. 
With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, last year, Mac Jones was 25 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy, and then by November, he became the favorite. PropSwap customer who bet $100 on Mac before the season sold that Heisman ticket on PropSwap for $1,000, cashing out at the right time before Devonta Smith ran away from the field. Think of PropSwap like the stock market. But for a sports betting, buy low, sell high. The average seller on PropSwap makes over $500 per month just listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. Um, Shall we start with Bellator on Friday? Um, Yeah, that's a good place to start. Bellator 264 since um, they're probably the number two league behind the UFC. Um, we, we got a main event, middleweight championship, Gegard Mousasi versus John Salter. So two former – Salter was a UFC fighter, right? He was a very, that? very, very long time ago. Yes, right. it was. I'm, I'm checking here. When did he, 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 he last fought Dan fighter? Miller in August of 2010. <laughs> yes. He went – one and two in the UFC in 2010. Lost to Gerald Harris, beat Jason McDonald, Canadian. Uh, lost to Dan Miller, and then he went to Strikeforce, and then he went. To, now he's he's been in Bellator for since 2015, actually. Um, on a nice three-fight win streak, he's actually only lost once in Bellator. He's one, two, three, four, five, eight, and one in Bellator. Um, but a lot of his wins are over people that don't even have um, Wikipedia pages. If if you want to be a casual like me and and base it on that, so. But he, he also he also like, beat some some pretty good dudes too because the, the yeah he did the, he beat Dustin Jacoby who is now a light heavyweight in the UFC and wrecking people yep. he beat Kendall the yep. Spider Grove uh, Brandon yep. Halsey was at once thought to be a title challenger in that division uh, yep. Chidi and Jaquani is going to fight on the contender series he beat him in 2018 so yeah there, there's a couple of guys on there who are you know maybe not worth mentioning but he, he's beat some dudes too. And he's also he's fighting Gegard Mousasi, who has definitely beat some dudes. Do you, have you seen the line for this, or do you want to bet what the line is? Or no, I I unfortunately can't play bet the line with these because in right, preparation right. for the regional level MMA, I have actually preparation. Looked at them all. Yeah, look at me doing stuff. Preparation. <laughs> maybe my old age that's allowed me to start preparing more. Exactly. I've got like nap- napkins in my pocket and stuff like that. <laughs> so Musasi minus two ninety is the best I see you can get him for, and the best for Salters plus two sixty. You think the lines are correct? I think the lines are actually skewed a little bit more towards Gegard Musasi than they ought to be. Um, really? I-, I actually give John Salter a better chance at winning this fight than people are. Um, because mostly I I just really have been impressed with his wrestling in his ground game. Like, granted, a lot of his wins are rear naked choke wins or arm triangle choke wins over guys who are kickboxers, like Chidi and Njikawani and Kendall Grove. And, you know, I mentioned Dustin Jacoby. But he also, like, he triangle choked Brandon Halsey, who is a really good wrestler. So I, I'm seeing a guy out there who largely is probably going to get outstruck pretty easily by Gegard Musasi. But if he can turn it into kind of like a up-against-the-cage gritty dog fight, I actually see a lot of ways he could win this fight. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not sure he's going to sub Gegard Mousasi. I don't think that's all that easy to do. But, like, Gegard Mousasi got beat by Lovato, right? Like, Rafael Lovato took him down and held him in places. And granted, yep. it was a very close decision. 
and, and you know, granted, Lovato did the same thing to to Salter, right? Like, except he actually submitted him at the end of that fight. But you know, like Lovato was able to hold him down and be a better wrestler than he was. You know, if you go back, you know, and this is granted going way too far back to for actual analysis, but that's what Jacare did to him. Uh, Jacare just kind of bodied him up and, and took him where he wanted to. And and I don't think he's it's super easy for people to do that to him, but John Salter is actually a far better wrestler than I think people give him credit for. So are you batting John Salter in this, or are you just saying he's, he may have some value? Uh, I would, plus, what, two? Or whatever. I'm positive he's got value at 260. If it were me, I might wait till a little bit closer to fight time and see if it creeps up to 300, and then I would definitely pull the trigger. But it's already got value. Um, you know, again, as we we tend to say here, if this was a pick I was making with a gun to my head and I had to pick a winner, I'd pick Edgar Musasi. But man, I I think it's a lot closer to a coin flip than uh, a plus 260 line sort of uh, lets you feel. Yo, you still there? Check, check. Here, I am. I am now. Yeah, you okay. you disappeared on me. Sorry. All right. I am here. Just continue. Quick, quick pause, and yeah, basically what I said was closer than the line uh, seems yep. to hint. <clears throat> so you think it's going to be a a fun fight? Um, the thing with Musasi, who I've been a fan of all along, is you never really know what you're going to get from him. It, it, Looking at his record, though, you know, he's lost, what, twice in the past six years? So uh, it seems like um, I would have thought he would have lost more because he never – he seems disinterested a lot. Like, he's always got that just rolled out of bed look on him. And you see – he seems to be one of those guys who, despite winning all the time, he seems to have underachieved throughout his career. Um, so you never really know what you're going to get in the cage from him. But looking at his record, like, oh, okay, well, I guess he – I guess he has won more often than, than I thought because, like I said, he's got two losses in the past six years. But, like I said, he seems always seems inconsistent to me at least. Yeah, I don't think it is going to be fun to watch. I'm going to be honest because, yeah. like I said, it, like Musasi, if he does wind up getting pushed up against the cage a whole bunch, right, like which is what Salter wants to do, that's not going to be fun to watch. And, I mean, I guess if you really just want to see Gegard's style on a guy and, like, hurt him a whole bunch of times with, like, some flashy kickboxing and that entertains you, uh, then, then like, maybe that would be fun to watch. But I think it's going to be one-sided in that way, right? Like, I think yeah, I think this fight is, is largely going to be boring one way or the other. Like, it's just going to be one guy beating the hell out of the other in this fashion or one guy holding the other guy in one spot in this fashion. Um, and, I, yeah, I don't think the back-and-forth nature of that is even – remotely in this fight. So, yeah, I would say it's probably going to be boring as hell. All right. Is there any fight on this card that you are looking forward to? Yeah, I'm really interested. There's a heavyweight fight uh, from Davian Franklin versus Everett Cummings. So, uh, it's kind of a – it looks like, on paper, a very weird booking because Davian Franklin is only 3-0 in MMA. Um, He's a guy out of Jackson Winklejohn, but he's beaten, like, Three pretty decent guys. Um, he beat Ross Hilton and Tyler King, who are both Northeast dudes. Um, he's also a guy who I'm pretty sure won some sort of, like, scholarship to train for free at um, Jackson Wink, if I'm remembering correctly. And he looks like a killer at 3-0. and 
and they found him. Usually, the thing that Bellator does, if you're a three and O killer, they find you some like one in sixteen dude from from the regional circuit to beat the hell out of. And they did give him a couple of regional circuit guys in a row, but now they're giving him a guy who's fifteen and O um, that they have from California. Now, granted, his fifteen and O. Maybe not the best looking fifteen and zero. You know, like he beat. He's beaten a lot of cans. He's fought in a lot of. You know, he's fought in Bellator once, but he's fought in a lot of gladiator challenges or whatever UPC is. Um, which, you don't even know. It, Ultimate do, something. Let's let's look. Hang on, real quick. Ultimate pancreation combat. Are, are you ready for yeah. what UPC stands for? Yes. Up and comers, which I don't know how we uh, wind up with UPC yeah. out of that, but up, yes. up and comers. Dan's English degree says no, no, no. That's not yeah, how it that, works. That seems that seems like a bad one, but yeah. So like, yeah. he's fought a bunch of bad competition, but he is fifteen and zero, regardless of how bad the competition is. And he's like a little bit older, so he's like not the fun prospect that Davian Franklin is. Davian Franklin comes in as like a two to one favorite at only three and zero, but like I'm excited to see what he looks like against the guy who hasn't been beaten, who is you know a little bit harder to get out of there than Tyler King, who's mostly just like a jujitsu ace and kind of fun to watch, but maybe not the hardest for like a uber prospect to beat. So it's it'll be fun. They got a light heavyweight uber prospect who doesn't want to watch one of the or a heavyweight uber prospect who doesn't want to watch one of these. Yep. Uh, is there any good bats you see on this card? Basically every fight except. A couple of them, the odds are massive. Like probably not worth betting on. No, um, they're they're looking like get, very much like like Bellator hot. <laughs> yeah, that's Bellator for you. So, is there any fights that you recommend fighting or recommend fighting? Recommend uh, betting on? Um, I saw Pam Sorensen was yep. uh, only a negative one forty five favorite. Uh, yeah. Or ne- roughly that was Around where there. I saw her last. Um, and maybe even slipped a little lower, maybe one thirties somewhere. Look, she's fighting another good prospect, um, somebody who I think they're they're thinking of building into somebody who's, although she's 33, I didn't even realize she's 33, um, but th- that other, the person she's fighting, which is Roberta Samad, who I don't know too, too much about, did get beat by Julia Budd and seems to have beaten a bunch of O&O people and then won three and five person in PFL and then just didn't stick around PFL after that, hasn't fought in two years was supposed to fight Sarah Kaufman, didn't, got released by PFL. Um, and, and Pam Sorensen, for, for people who don't know her, she was a killer in Invicta. She, like, she was beating people up, and she, her losses are only to super good fighters. Like, she lost to Felicia Spencer, Adian Gomes, and Shanna Young. So she's beaten Jessica Rose Clark. She beat Jan Finney. Who's she beat Nico Montano, future UFC champion Nico Montano. Um... So, like, yeah, Pam Sorensen, I think, is a, a pretty solid one in there, especially, like you said, on a card of, like, a whole bunch of 1,000-to-1 odds. <laughs> yep. Bellator is going to Bellator, though. So um, that is, what, Friday night, August 13th um, on Showtime is the main card. YouTube on the prelims, or if you're in Canada like me, it's all on YouTube because they don't have a they don't even have a TV deal here, so we get it for free. Um you can look up the start time yourself because I can't be bothered. So there you go. That's how much I care about this uh, Bellator. <laughs> All right. Here's something I care about, Paramount Plus. This is the ad that I had lots of fun with last ad read. So let's uh, see how it goes this time. Dan ripped right through it. Uh, with no issues at all, unless he did multiple takes. But no, I uh, I watch a lot of soccer. That's why. <laughs> oh, there you go, Mister. Watch a lot of sports. We're talking about Dan and his TV habits again. So. Paramount Plus. The summer of soccer continues on Paramount Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. 
That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy, I said Italy right, yay, Serie A, uh, Argentina's Primera Division, uh, the Brazil, I wish they would, didn't have it, um, didn't have it written out, um, this way. I wish they just would like have it written, um, how it's spelled instead of pronunciation for me. Brazilero, uh, and uh, NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the Concafa qualifiers featuring the stars of the U.S. and Mexican men, men's national teams, plus much more. It's the best of beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world game lives here on Paramount Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. I didn't know you were a soccer fan, Mr. Reland. That's I not played, very American soccer, of you. I played soccer in high school, sir. Really? Uh, yeah, I was a high school soccer player. I broke my arm playing soccer in grade six. Uh. <laughs> it, it, like that, it's even possible. My <laughs> my friend decided he was going to hip check me playing soccer. So there you go. Maybe that's, that's a, that's a weird soccer injury, especially for it somebody is. who's not a goalie. <laughs> it, it is. All right, I think we can put Bellator to bed, right? Yes. It's all good. You want to talk PFL? Are you in the PFL? I like this PFL card, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it headlined by Rory Mack against what Roy Ray Ray Cooper the third. Um, that's is also on what we're talking Friday. Also, I had it on my screen and now I lost it. We're talking. Yeah, it's on Friday. Friday. Okay. So it's PFL number what number we got? Seven, I think it's it is, yeah. P- it's PFL seven of season whatever. Uh, I hate the way they number there yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very hard to find things. So it's PFL seven of the 2021 season. So this is the playoffs at this point, right? This is the semifinals, right? Correct. Yeah, because they they right, only so. there's only four guys in the the playoffs this time. Right. So we'll have to wait. Semifinals is Sada Boy Sai. Is that how you say his name? Uh, that's as good as I'm going to get, yeah. Uh, and he's fighting Magomed and Magomed Karamov. There are so many Magomed Magomeds in you, in you, uh, fighting, isn't there? Yeah, there Mag- Magomed Magomedov is my favorite. He, yeah, he was. he's fighting in Bellatro this weekend too, right, I think? That I think may be true. Him. That may be true. Yes. There's so many Magomeds. So, yeah, he's fighting. And then Roy, uh, like I said, the main event is... Rory at McDonald versus Ray Cooper the third. Ray Cooper the third's kind of been a revelation in PFL, has he not? He's yeah. knocked off a lot of he knocked out uh, that... Jake Shields um, yes. pretty viciously, if I'm remembering correctly, and then beat him in a yep. rematch. If, if also I'm yep. not mistaken, uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's been pretty impressive, and it's also funny too because if I'm not, again, I don't mean to keep saying if I'm not mistaken, but uh, if if I'm not wrong, I believe his dad also beat Jake Shields. Yes, I think there was a story Ray, about that. So Ray you, Cooper Jr. Ray Cooper, <laughs> yes, Ray Cooper, the, I will go by the second, but yeah. Ray Cooper <laughs> Jr., I think he was the junior. That's a popular so. thing in sports now, isn't it? Like, yeah, I've seen a lot of seconds now. Yeah, and and, a lot, and guys put senior on their jersey now, too. <laughs> which is, which is, like, I guess once they have kids, which I don't know. Um, Just bragging at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just bragging that they, they had a kid. Um, so anyhow, you think this is a good match? Is, have the potential to be exciting these two guys. Yeah, I, I think I think both of the well, I'll say this: I think the Roy McDonald Ray Cooper is a good fight. Uh, Magomed yeah. Magomed Karamov is is probably going to beat up Sadabosai. Um, Minus five forty nine says he is. So. Yeah, and, and it kind of feels like that. And if I'm again, I keep saying if I'm not mistaken because I don't follow Bellator news well enough. I believe Sai is a replacement. Joel Zeferino oh, yeah. was supposed to be in that fight. 
um, who was, used to be in the UFC. And Zephyr, Zephyr, Zephyrino, I think, was the one seed in this um, tournament. But he pulled out. Nobody said why. I'm assuming COVID. But, like, Zephyrino was supposed to fight Magomed Karamov. And I think the odds on that were only, like, negative 170 plus 200. That would have been a better fight. But Magomed Karamov is kind of the one that people have pegged as being, like, the front runner for this division this year. Um, so, like, I, I think he's going to roll pretty easily. I do think Rory McDonald is probably going to win here, too, and he's actually a pretty nice bet in this one. Um, if you're looking at the odds, you can find him, I believe I saw only, like, negative 130? Negative 135? Yeah, I, I see him lower. I, I've seen a book have him at 107, but most of them are in the minus 120 to minus 135 range, it looks like. It and I think so, yeah, that's... that's- I think that's a steal, too, and not because yeah. I'm, I'm fading Ray Cooper here, because I do actually think Ray Cooper is very good as well. But if you look at Ray Cooper's style, he, he kind of throws big punches, and he's he's looking to hurt, you know, like all the time. And Roy McDonald is notoriously very durable, and he's got pretty good striking defense. Like, he doesn't get hit very often. Um, you know, like think about how many punches it took Robbie Lawler to finally put his ass away. Like, God, and, and granted, that was a long time ago. But the dude takes a beating if you do manage to start landing on him. And, yeah, he lost to, like, Douglas Lima, but Douglas Lima couldn't knock him out, and that dude knocks everybody out. So, yeah, I think, you know, Paul Daly didn't even come close to hitting him. And I think, actually, like, Ray Cooper has got, a, like, a big puncher style like Paul Daly, maybe less less one-dimensional because he can wrestle a little bit, has some jiu-jitsu, too, and then Paul Daly seems to be like a fish out of water if it hits the mat. But... Yeah, I think Rory McDonald stays defensively safe enough here to win, and that that seems like a good value bet on this card. Yeah, for sure. And I think you can break it down as simple as this. There's, as people like to say, there's levels to this game, and uh, Rory McDonald's still at, I think, at the elite level. If you ask me, he's he's as good as Ray Cooper's done. I don't think he's ever beat anyone even close to to McDonald's level. No, because he beat a. I mean, even if you want to count the Jake Shields one, the Jake Shields is a past his prime. Jake Shields. Yeah. Um, and, and Rory McDonald, you know, I think a lot of people have written him off because of some recent losses and because he looked kind of lackluster, but the dude's only 32, right? Like, he's yeah. not an old guy, you know, like he, he's, he's pretty young. So, um, you know, he, he's still got plenty left in him here. Yep. And then we also have lightweight semifinals with Clay Collard, a UFC, former UFC fighter versus Roush. Manfio? Is that how you say his name? Roush? That's correct. It's Roush Manfio. Yeah. Or is it, it's, it's Brazilian, so is it Houch? It might be Houch. Yeah. It might be Houch. It's Houch Manfio. Yeah. Houch Manfio sounds a lot cooler. Um, so they're fighting in the 175 and then uh, I want to say Loki, but it's not Loki. It's L-O-I-K. So I maybe it's pronounced Loki. It's, I believe Loke? it's Loik. 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 Loik Rads Hob, Hobob. PFL has, it's got a lot of fighters with names like, uh, like this. Uh, European names are messing me up here. Alex, he's fighting Alexander Martinez. So uh, Loki, we're going to call him. Loki's the number one seed uh, in this tournament. Uh, do you know much about any of these guys, or are you interested in betting any of these any of these fights? Yeah, I, I do know quite a bit about both of these 55-pound matchups, and as a matter of fact, what a there, surprise. May, there may be a piece on MMA-Manifesto.com that you can go check out really? uh, about, about betting this. Yeah, you would think the owner of the site would know that, but... Um, yeah, there's, well, there's, there's maybe my writers shouldn't go rogue and <laughs> telling me that, that might be a good, uh, a good start. We're gonna have um, it out yeah. here, right? It's my birthday, but we're gonna have it out here. Um, yeah, but 
but let me let me break it down in in simple terms here. I like Clay Calvert a lot in this well, fight. Look at here, the three best bets. Sorry, the three best bets for PFL seven. Yes, there is an article. I, I can confirm, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it hasn't been edited yet, so it's probably got horrible American uh, grammar in it because Dan was raised with American school, so I'll have to fix it. With, Not even with really. The, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't raised. I wasn't raised by American schools, though. Did you forget that? <laughs> really. I wasn't raised by school at all, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, like eventually I went to um, like a high school, but I was I was homeschooled until I got to high school. So oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Your origin story, your origin story, just gets better and better. Yeah, homeschool. Yeah, that explains can... a lot about you not liking people, Dan. Yeah, but I'm still okay at talking. So that's you know I talk to people and sound like a normal human being, uh, which you know. It's, it bucks the stereotype a little bit. Yeah. Um, so but let's, this, get, um, let's, let's get back to yeah, talking about I, Clay Collins. <laughs> I, I, I like going off on tangents, though. So last one. So the pandemic was probably all right for you, hanging out yeah, in the woods, not having to talk to people, right? It didn't bother me at all. <laughs> okay. Man, me neither, but okay. People were like, how are you holding up? You know, like, a, a, man, like, is, is everything okay? And I was like, dude, I, I, people are telling me that I get to work from home. That uh, people aren't allowed to be here. That I don't have to go anywhere and see people. I just get to hang out with my wife and kids, like in and you know sometimes watch sports. The the downside was sports were lesser. I just sit at home and watch yes. Korean baseball. Like it was good. <laughs> yes, it's true. See, this is what you people come here for. Not not precise breakdowns of fights. You want to hear uh, Dan's origin story. More of it sneaks out, or I forgot uh, a bunch of. Uh, points of, of your origin story, but anyhow. All right, let's get back. You were going to break down the lightweight fight, I believe, and then I interrupted you because I saw you you posted something on a, on a site uh, <laughs> that, I, that I may own that I didn't realize you posted, but go right ahead, please. Yeah, so Clay Collard, Roush Manfio, for those people who haven't been following the season, both have the um, fun accolade of being the two guys who beat Anthony Pettis this season and made sure that he... Uh, despite being PFL's big signing, was not in the playoffs because uh, both of these guys picked up wins over him. If you look at the odds here, Clay Collard is uh, only a slight favorite. He's not actually all that much of a uh, favorite in this fight, and I think he should probably be a pretty large one because while both of these guys are coming off of wins uh, over Anthony Pettis, Clay Collard looked incredible in his win over Anthony Pettis. He pieced him up bad with the boxing. He looked absolutely stunning with his hands. And I, I felt like we saw a better Pettis in that fight than we did in the Manfio one, where Pettis kind of came into that fight looking defeated. And then Manfio, like, worked some kicks, but, like, Pettis landed some good counters. Um, he was, like, not – like, Pettis wasn't super aggressive in that fight, which means, to me, it looked like he was already beaten before he was beaten because he was like, oh, I'm not going to the playoffs unless I finish this guy. And then when he realized he wasn't going to finish him, he looked kind of like, well, what's the point then? Uh, so, like, Manfio, I think he's good, but, like, I think he's going to get countered a lot by Clay Collard here. I think Clay Collard's going to land the hands on, on Manfio all the time. So, yeah, I think Collard coming in at negative 160 is probably a good bet as well. And then in the other one, this is fun because this is the beauty of PFL having a season approach. Uh, both both Loic and Martinez here fought each other. And get this. Three and a half months ago, uh, they they fought each other. So we're getting, in, in beautiful PFL fashion, because they have this weird playoff structure, um, They guys fight each other multiple times. And Martinez is 
the one who won the first one yet for some reason is coming in here as the underdog. Um, and I think it's probably because he got like wrestled up a little bit, but for me, his offense is always like, there's more output. Um, Rad Zahabov is, is a guy who, who like gets takedowns, but then just like sits in your guillotine for a while until he gets out of it. And then you Kimura him and you hold on to the Kimura for a little while. And then he stands up. And so the time he spends on the ground, he doesn't usually look all that good in. Like, that's what Martinez did to him and wound up winning, you know, enough rounds on the judges' scorecards. I also think uh, Martinez is a better striker. So Martinez, with a win already over him and, like, threatened him with a whole bunch of submissions and stuff like that, I I think he just does that again. Um, So, yeah, I I like Martinez here as an underdog, surprisingly. Um, You know, it's not a huge underdog. He's still betting off at only, like, Plus 130, plus 125, depending on the book you got him at. But, um, yeah, I like Alex Martinez in this one. Nice. There we go. We got you. It's kind of hard to find decent uh, – as we talked before, it's kind of hard to find decent underdogs on on these – I don't want to call it regional, but non-UFC um, fight cards because there's a lot of mismatches normally. But, yeah, like you said, the beauty of the um, seasons and playoff type thing is is you can get some, some matchups where um, – where one fighter isn't totally uh, overwhelmed by the other fighter, at least on paper. Any other picks you like on this card? Because there's a lot of recognizable names on the undercard, uh, guys that didn't make the playoffs, like Curtis Millender, Gleason Tebow, Olivier Oban, Mercier, Darrell Horcher, Brett Cooper. Is there any of those fights you want money on, or are we moving on? I think I like Curtis Millender over Gleason Tebow, um, and that's plus 100 yeah. too, uh, which is kind of shocking because Gleason Tebow – while he beat Rory McDonald, and we can put that in air quotes, uh, he didn't beat Rory McDonald. Uh, and he also notoriously over time has had difficult with, like, very long fighters, um, you know, being, like, a very stocky welterweight, right? Like, he's, he's only 5'8". He was even stocky when he was a lightweight. Um, and, and, you know, Curtis Millender is, is very tall and even longer than he is tall. He's 6'2 with a 68-inch reach, um, which is pretty crazy. He's got, like, big knees. And he's coming off of a couple of losses in a row, which I'm sure is why he's not a favorite here. Um, but, like, to guys who, like, put him on the ground and choked him out, it was, he lost to Megamed, Megamed Karamoff, and Rory McDonald back-to-back, um, both by submission. I don't, I don't think Gleason T-Bow is going to submit him. So uh, if it stays on the feet, I don't think T-Bow is going to have a very good time striking with Curtis Milliner. This is non-USADA, T-Bow. Not, That's not, true. It, yeah. I'm not implying anything. I'm just, I'm just saying it's. Uh, that dude was juiced to the gills. <laughs> oh my God, Dan's gonna get us canceled. We're gonna get libel suits now. We're getting taken off the air. But he's gotta be. You... Did you see him in that last? One? Isn't he like forty? Is he forty yeah. years old yet? Yeah. Well, you, you, you're so hung up at an age now. You turn blank, blank years old. It's stop age with you. Um, all right, so PFL. Is that enough of PFL for you? That's that's probably enough PFL. All right. You know what? We cannot get enough of Underdog because they they sponsor us, but also because they're really cool. Uh, So make sure you head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for a free $25, and you can use that to enter their contest to win a million dollars. Yes, they're giving away a million bucks. So make sure you head over to actually download the app. Even better, download the Underdog Fantasy app. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN. And while you're at downloading apps, download our app, the SGPN app. We're now live in the App Store and Google Play. It gives you easy access to all our picks, podcasts. You can get notifications when a podcast drops. 
Uh, you can get access to our site to see all our awesome stories. We are running our uh, one per day um, NFL previews for the upcoming season. We're going to run a different team every day right up to the opening day of the season. Um, we're going from worst to the best teams based on last year's record. Uh, we, we're giving you a minimum three um, prop bets that we like, either based team and or player props, and we're going to give you uh, a couple fantasy picks also. So make sure you check those over. You can check those right through the app on our uh, SGPN uh, page, on the news page there. Um, so make sure you download the app, and if you want to toss us an app review, that would be amazing. All right. Um, so that's the, I, probably the two biggest events going on this week in Bellator and PFL. I think Dan's going to break down UWC for us next, right? UWC 28 is going down on Friday. U- UWC 28. You don't want to tell us that? There yeah. are some Boston you don't want Salmon. To... I know that name. Oh, yeah. That's that's actually a decent name to be on that card. Yeah. He's on it. Uh, I didn't right, even fine. know the UFC let him go, to be to be I, fair. <laughs> I, I could I could say CFFC 99, but you probably do know a lot about that. I, 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 do. I do. I <laughs> do. Uh, how about, how about e, EFC 88? Do you know anything about EFC? That's the uh, one that we always it's, talk about, isn't it? South the African one in one. South Africa. And, and I looked at that one again. I will say this. I, I'm a little bit disappointed in them because they used to have a lot of guys who it felt like they were going to make – uh, runs to UFC and it seems like less and like their matchmaking and like the talent they're drawing lately is worse and worse and worse. I don't know if somebody's cherry picking their their talent and screwing them over. Uh, you know, maybe you could blame one FC seems to have more African guys than they used to, or um, Brave FC uh, has been snatching up some guys. Like Brave FC is kind of fun when it's on. Um, also the um, if Aries ever comes back, which I think it's coming back in December, they had snatched up a couple of African guys because that's a uh, half African-based, half France-based uh, promotion. So, yeah, I, I don't know if they're getting picked over, but, like, what's left at, at ESC seems to be disappointing every time I look at a card. But there's a guy whose last name is Beer. All the Dijans are going to like that. Rule Van <laughs> De beer, it's even better. De beer, so love but that's beer. probably so that's probably <laughs> Dutch inspired, right? Because that sounds yeah, like a Dutch exactly. last name. So yep. it's probably De beer. <laughs> yeah, true. not as fun. All right, fine. We'll move on to Unified MMA 40 instead. Then actually, there's names here I know, like KB Buller is on. Yeah, that I was card. just gonna. I was just gonna tell you. I think KB Buller is fighting on that card. <laughs> although he, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's fighting somebody who's got like uh, atrocious record of some sort that they're just trying to get him back on the winning track. Of and course, isn't he going man, up no, in weight please. too? He's going up in weight, too, uh, right? Is he going up to heavyweight? Was He was uh, light heavyweight, was he not? I think he was middleweight in the UFC. Really? And I think he's up to light heavyweight now. Yeah, because he, didn't he fight Tom DeVries? Or Tom uh Tom yeah. Right. Yeah, who's – DeVries, you see you're putting does in front of people. Yeah, you – Damn it. I'm, you or, I'm the you slip know. up now. <laughs> That's all right. You're Dutch, are you not? You, you, I am uh, Dutch, you, uh, yeah. Vreeland uh, is a Dutch name. Exactly, you can't stop it. All right, is there any other is ones running this weekend around me? But is that worth talking about? Uh, is there no, even odds I, for these events? I, I I don't know if there are odds for one, but they're they're generally not worth talking about. Yeah, exactly. although I think seventy five billion people watch it every week. So um, yeah, it is the biggest. We probably I probably should just we should just cover that on this podcast and on and all the sites that we write for because that's all that people care about. It apparently, when you read their press releases, that's all that matters is one. Yeah. They've got a, a war chest full of investments. Yeah, exactly. My favorite line. It's that, it's well, headlined by a guy who's one in five in his last six. Now, granted, that's you know losses to Shinya Aoki twice and Eddie Alvarez. 
Um, but he gets the headline at one in five in his last uh, last six fights. See, we're crapping all over this, but I forgot. In my inbox, I have a one battleground two preview article ready to run on, on MMA <laughs> Dash Manifesto. So, because I have um, a very good writer based in Australia that covers uh, stuff on that side of the world. So yeah. So he'll great. tell you why you can watch it. Exactly. I, 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 I won't crap all over one. <laughs> he, he's one of the seventy-five billion people that, that uh, watch one. So, and uh, I think he listens to this podcast. So he's one of the. We have only, I think, 2.7 billion listeners here. We don't have 75 billion, so not quite as many. All right, so what are you watching this weekend then, Dan? Uh, so I'll probably MMA, peek in MMA-wise. I probably peek in on CFFC because um, that, that main event is kind of intriguing. they got a fight between Jarrell Hodge and Christian Rodriguez. Um, Rodriguez kind of like a young up-and-coming Bantamweight. Hodge, a guy with good hands who's stuck around the Bantamweight division, and they're going to fight for their Bantamweight title, which generally means they're – Right up somebody's alley for a late replacement if they do win, um, or will be on contender series sooner rather than later. Pick a winner. Um, Go. Minus 150 actually, Rodriguez plus 120 Hodge. Wait, Rodriguez is the favorite, really? He is. Um, uh, what I'm looking at right now. I'm, I thought I'm I was going to take like a trendy underdog pick with uh, with Rodriguez, yeah, but I, yeah. I do I do actually think he's going to win. Uh, he does seem so, to be like the the more fun up and comer. Um, so I guess close odds though, so that's all right. That that's true. Um, but he's got like. Very flashy Duke Rufus level striking, um, yeah. which makes him a lot of fun. He's only 23, so um, I expect him to win and probably be signed by the UFC pretty soon. So I'll probably watch that, and I'll probably watch um, I'll watch PFL. That one looks fun, and uh, I'll probably I'll probably catch the terribly boring main event yeah. of uh, of Gegard Mousasi, especially if the numbers get good enough on John Salter that I can root for him. It's true. <laughs> Nashon Burrell is on CFCF, CFFC also, I see. I know that name. Was you he... know, he was, he was like a darling of mine back in the day. I actually Maybe thought Nashon Burrell. Yeah, I probably wrote like 70 different prelim breakout stars on Nashon <laughs> Burrell back in the day because I thought he was going to be a big deal. He he actually got a rough path in the UFC. He beat Yuri Villafort, who you might remember from Strike Force, in his debut. Turned around, lost a decision to Steven Thompson, and they fired him. That's it. Rough, That's all man. he ever got, man. And uh, yeah, and then he fought in in Bellator and lost to Andre Korshikov, Michael Page, and Lyman Good. And then he didn't get any more fights there either, um, which is kind of crazy. Wow. So yeah, he's he's had a rough go of it. Now, granted, he's lost some pretty shitty ones in in other organizations too. Like you lost to Ronald Stallings and CES. But yeah, I, I always had a sweet spot for Nishan Burrell. I'm not quite sure why. Well. Uh, Apparently you're the only person that does though, because he's uh, matchmakers <laughs> definitely don't. Yeah, well, what is he doing to piss people off? He gets the hardest competition, and then when he loses, they get rid of him. That's uh, interesting. Maybe you'll have a better run in CFFC. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can hope. All right, have we covered all the nonsense we should cover? You think for this episode? Because we think... have to do another episode of Sunday full of nonsense too. Yeah, I think you got most of the good nonsense. Okay. So what are we going to talk about Sunday? Maybe you listeners can actually give us some topics to talk about. That would be great. So any of you degens in the in our Slack channel, which everyone, if you're not in there, uh, it's definitely worth going in. It's lots of fun. The SGPN um, Slack channel, we have considered a message board or whatever, but there's ones on every topic, every sport, food, booze, you know, general stuff, MMA, obviously, the, the fight category is the one. Uh, where I will take submissions of any questions you may or topics you may want us to cover on Sunday's edition of the pod. 
um, or you can hit us on Twitter and give us questions. When you hit Dan up with his happy birthday greetings, if you can't make the party tomorrow, make sure you you tweet him because, uh, as he mentioned to us, he loves everyone making a big deal out of his birthday. So we're going to make sure we do that. Uh, he's Gumby Vreeland. I am Jeff Fox, writer. It's not my birthday, but if you want to give me good wishes, that's fine also. But the best present, I think, for Dan would be to give us uh, topics to cover, right? So we don't have to come up with anything. Eat a five-star review. Oh, and a five. Yes, give us a five. We don't have enough of those. We need five more five-star reviews, and uh, I want comments. I want interesting um, reviews written out on our podcast, like Dan had on his uh, Top Turtle podcast, where the guy complained <laughs> about the gunshot. The gunshot's down, and uh, he can't listen anymore because they frightened him <laughs> with a gunshot um, sound effect they used uh, briefly. So that yeah, we we used that episode up. like three or four or something like that. Yes. We're on episode two eighty nine or something now. I wonder if that. I wonder if give the Top Turtle podcast some some interesting. Uh, comments too while your reviews. <laughs> you can give it five stars i haven't missed an episode it's worth five stars so i gave it an awesome review already on there i'm right by the gunshot guy i'm the uh review either above or below it and i don't mention uh gunshots so i should have though um so you can listen to top turtle who you got on top turtle this week this being an off week for the ufc uh i'm talking to two guys who are going to fight on that gasoline uh jared cannonier card i'm talking with brandon royval who is fighting alessandre pantoja and kind of an exciting fight that could possibly be a title shot eliminator or close to it um and then i'm talking to vince pichel who fights andre or uh austin hubbard uh and he's quietly on like a pretty crazy run too so uh you know obviously that fight could could mean something as well all right, so we know who not to bet on um, next week. Those two guys will, will have the stink on them. If you want to put um, put articles up on MMA uh, Dash Manifesto, you can make one about the uh, Top Turtle curse. So you can do the research <laughs> so, I, so I don't have to and find out what horrible things happen to fighters shortly after being on, on your podcast. That would be – I think that would be a great advertisement for your for your show, don't you think? I, I First of all, I think he, it would it would get more people to watch. But, hey, one of the guys who was on my show last week won. Johnny Munoz won. See, you sound surprised about it. Yeah, he, he, he looked good, actually. So it was good. Yeah. But you did be fair, like, he hey, did, wait a minute. To be fair, he did beat the other guy on my show. So, <laughs> so it's a wash. That's true. I forgot. Yeah, we broke that down. So it's a wash. Ha-ha. <laughs> um, yeah, so – Reviews and topics to cover. That, that's what you should um, give Dan for his birthday. Or you can obviously you can send him money. I'm sure uh, he'll he'll give you his PayPal address if you hit him up on Twitter. I'm sure he'll take money, right, Dan? You'll take money yeah, and split it with yeah, him 50-50, right? Cash always cash always counts. That's assuming you can't make his party. If you uh, read the uh, read the uh, show notes and you'll see his address, and obviously you can bring envelopes with with money in it to his party. But if you can't make it, then obviously um, he'll take it digitally, no problem. So. Um, so yeah, make sure you read the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Like I said, we have our daily NFL previews are the big thing we're, we're pumping out right now, but we're still covering every sport, obviously. Um, MMA, what else is going on now? Baseball, Dan's got a Sunday night baseball, uh, fantasy article he posts every week. Plus there's a prop one that we do. Um, yeah, we, we're, we're covering every sport. We got you covered, but obviously football is the bread and butter of the Digens, uh, North American Digens. So we've, uh, We've, uh, we're going all in on that. Um, you can go to MMA-Manifesto.com and read MMA stuff. I, there's an article up there right now. I've been told about PFL, so you can, uh, <laughs> you, you can read the three best PFL bets on there, which is fine. Hey, I'll take, I'll take free un- unsolicited content anytime you want, Dan. So I, I'm 
just busting your balls here. I will, I will, I will take the, the content, no problem. So you can head over and read that. Um, listen to Dan's pods. There will be no prelim primer this week because there's no prelims to prime you for. But there will be the Top Turtle MMA podcast. And, of course, you've got this podcast in your ears, and we will be back um, hitting you up again on Sunday night. Um, I think that's all I really got to tell you. Uh, make sure you are listening to us on our feed, MMA Gambling Podcast feed on whatever pod catcher you use. Um, if you're listening to us on the main Sports Gambling Podcast feed, if you can subscribe, rate, review our specific feed, that would help us uh, greatly because eventually I think we're going to cut it back so only one of our our, our uh, episodes per week are going to show up on the main feed because the main feed is getting full. There is a lot of sports for us to cover and we have a lot of podcasts. So if you want to make sure you don't miss anything, head over to our specific feed. And you, if you're listening, if you listen this far, it, to the very end of this nonsense episode, you obviously don't want to miss an episode because who would listen to the end of this nonsense that we've talked about? So we learn more about Dan's origin story, which is always fun. But other than that, I, I, and you gave him an underdog. I guess it was a good episode, actually. You gave him an underdog and you told him more about young Daniel Reeland. So what more can you ask for? Really? Right? I can't think of anything more. And I think I gave a couple of underdogs in there, too, because I, 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 I threw in Curtis Milliner, too. You did. You did. And I didn't mention my nickname. You hammered the Juicy Jeff nickname last, last episode, <laughs> which was great. When I'm in charge, I never remember that my name is Juicy Jeff now. But um, you want to you want to send us home, Dan? Yeah, I think we should give you the, the, the right, honor since, since I did it last week. Right, fine. Thank you for listening. I am Juicy Jeff Fox, and he is and was and forever will be Daniel Gumby Vreeland, and we will talk to you on Sunday. And we'll actually talk to you tonight at Dan's party. But um, after that, we'll talk to you on the podcast on Sunday. Bye.